This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. You're joining us for a special episode in our 2023 ACCE Chamber of the Year finalist series. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has the trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now, and um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing, so I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list, and from there, they contact your members, and it's no high-pressure sales or anything, and it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Jim Johnson. Jim has worked in the chamber industry for over 12 years and is currently the president and CEO of the Pearland Chamber of Commerce in Texas. In his role, he oversees the daily operations, strategic planning, and partnerships with multiple community organizations. Jim came from Georgetown, Texas, where he was president and CEO of the Georgetown Chamber of Commerce. Prior to Georgetown, he was the president and CEO for the Lufkin Angelina County Chamber of Commerce and the Lufkin Angelina Economic Development Partnership. He started his chamber career as the vice president with the Pearland Chamber. He currently serves as faculty for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Institute for Organizational Management program and as a chair for the Texas Chamber of Commerce executives. He previously served on the board of directors for WACE and for the Texas Association of Business. He holds a Bachelor's of Arts in History and a minor in Political Science from Texas State University. Jim is a CCE from ACCE and an IOM designation as well from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. He was recognized as a 40 under 40 in 2021 by ACCE. And Jim is married to his wife, Jasmine, and they have one son. But Jim, I'm excited to have you back on the podcast. Before we hit record, we realized... That you were you were on the the podcast way back in episode twenty two, and as this releases, we're on two hundred and thirty two now. So it's been a minute, but uh, wow, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's say congratulations to you, Brandon. I mean, that's you know we're you know still going strong and still great resource out there for the chamber profession. Well, that was the hope. That was the hope when it started, and it, it's still going. So, 
love to give you an opportunity, Jim, to, to say hello to everybody listening and to, to share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little better. No, that's great. I'm I, uh, glad to be here. Glad to be back uh, here on the Chamber uh, Chat Podcast. Something interesting always uh, is a, you, you pause and go, what is something interesting? I, I will say I'm in Pearland, Texas. It's uh, interesting to me is that it, though it's a town about a fruit, I was thinking today, I can't think of a single place in town where there is a pear tree, even though we are pear land. So maybe it's not uh, interesting about me, but interesting about the town I'm in right now. So we'll go with that. Yeah, no, that's good. Sounds like a project for the chamber. Yeah, right. But... I, you know, I thought about that. Like, how can we get? <laughs> and I'm like, do pear trees even grow in Pearland? So uh, yeah. you know, we'll, to, to be determined for pot, for chamber chat podcast when I come back in another hundred or so. That's right. That's right. We'll we'll get an update and see how big those trees are then. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the Pearland Chamber of Commerce, the size, staff, scope of work, budget, that sort of thing, to kind of set the stage for our discussion today. Wonderful. Uh, the Pearland uh, Chamber of Commerce is a town direct, located directly south of Houston, Texas. Our northern border is the south border of Houston, Texas. Um, we are a have been a fast-growing community and at times rated one of the fastest growing uh, in the United States uh, and continues to be a uh, growing in our business and our population. Our chamber uh, has a annual budget of over seven hundred thousand uh, dollars, a membership that this year eclipsed the seven hundred mark, and I have a great team with me, and we have, including myself, six full-time staff members. All right, now, that definitely helps kind of prepare us for our conversation. I like to think, you know, these programs that we'll talk about as a Chamber of the Year finalist should be able to be scaled up or down, you know, depending on the size of the, the chamber and the community and of course, the relevancy for your community as well. So um, thank you for, for sharing all of that. Uh, the way I like to structure these Chamber of the Year finalist episodes is to really spend the majority of our time focused in on the two programs that were submitted on your Chamber of the Year application. So what I'd like to do is just at a high level, have you explain what the two programs are, and then we can circle back and dig a little deeper into both of them. Wonderful. Yeah, it's always a great process going through the ACC Chamber of the Year because when you get that notification that you're a, a finalist, you, you pause and think, what are the two projects that we really want to focus on and, and showcase? And, and for us, two really uh, stood at the front. Uh, the first one was a local opportunity to engage uh, with the public sector and our local city council on a proposed fee, proposed stormwater fee, uh, that was designed to help uh, solve our drainage issues. But during the discovery, and I know we'll talk about this more, we uncovered uh, businesses weren't aware of the fee. They weren't uh, engaged in the process. So over a period of time, uh, we engaged with our local public city council uh, to educate them on the impact of the fee on the businesses, to remove that fee from consideration, and to move them uh, towards a bond study uh, that was uh, a bond study and a bond to really have a true solution to drainage in our community. And our second one focused on workforce. 
related to the large amount of people being a suburb of Houston that leave Pearland every day for work. And with unemployment under 4% in our community, we recognize that one of the best ways to fill jobs in Pearland was to showcase the jobs to local residents and created a comprehensive resource board of career opportunities in our community that wasn't your traditional, hey, here's a job posting, allowing folks to interact with companies, allow them to search jobs, and on the flip end, allow the employers to tap into and see the job, the applicants in our community as well. Awesome. Now, two very worthwhile programs and uh, interested to, to learn more about both of them. Uh, first, we'll, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and dig in deeper on both of those. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable, and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat, Shop, Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you ready to transform your Chamber of Commerce into an incredible collaborative hub? Say goodbye to complications and hello to a game-changing commerce management system. Introducing Pippoli, the ultimate solution for driving growth and community transformation. With Pippoli, you'll unlock a world of tools that empowers everyone in your Chamber to make a real impact. Imagine pivoting your membership directory into a cutting-edge commerce publishing system designed for unstoppable growth. It's time to embrace the future of Chambers by staying ahead of the game. Managing your Chamber has never been easier thanks to Pipley. This all-in-one platform combines the best-of-breed technologies seamlessly integrated into Pipley by Chamber Nation Dashboard. Get ready to be impressed by the alternative strategy Pipley has in store for you. Stop wasting money on outdated databases and websites. Instead, invest in an incredible commerce management system that fuels your growth and event revenue. Say goodbye to membership struggles. Pipley makes signing up and retaining members a lot easier. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Learn more at pipply.com. That's P-I-P-P-I-L-Y.com. Or schedule a demo by visiting richardscalendar.com. Pippily, revolutionizing chambers of commerce everywhere. Hi, I'm Raquel. I work with Yifty to help over 500 chambers, cities, and downtowns across the U.S. keep local dollars local and support their small businesses. Our CEO, Donna Nowitzki, and I will be at the ACCE conference in Salt Lake City from July 31st to August 3rd, and we would love to meet you. Swing by our booth to say hi and learn about our community gift card program. 
Community cards are custom branded for your community and can only be used at your chamber members' businesses. Plus, the program is free. You can learn more by visiting yifte.com, that's Y-I-F-T-E-E dot com, or emailing us at sales at yifte.com. See you at the ACCE conference. All right, Jim, we're back. So um, you, you kind of piqued my interest when you said a, a stormwater fee. Like, where who comes up with ideas to charge people for stormwater? Like, how does this come to be? And then uh, and to pick a fight with the chamber about it, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, you know, Pearland is a go. We're a, we're a coastal community, and after Hurricane Harvey uh, in two thousand seventeen, um, it our community recognized that we need to be more proactive with drainage. Um, And throughout this, uh, local elected officials uncovered a way to do a stormwater fee. And and what that was, was a charge on impervious coverage in our community, a monthly ongoing fee per 1,000 square feet of impervious coverage. And that doesn't sound like a a large amount. Um, And so it was just kind of dripped to us in conversation. And it perked our ears that council had taken action to place this um, this was in August of the year that it was going to be placed on the ballot for voter approval the next May. So about 10 months down. And over time, we learned business had no clue and that that small fee of $1.79 per 1,000 square foot adds up over a period of time. For the average business that had 10,000 square feet, it was going to be a little over $200 a year. But as we dug deeper into this and started talking to businesses and started polling our members, and gaining and listening to them about the impact, uh, it wasn't just $200. For some companies, it was $10,000. For some, it was $100,000 a year. For some, it was over $400,000 a year, every year, forever and day. And we listened, and that was shocking and alarming to us and our businesses. Yeah, you know, and it, so often once a fee like that is in place, like you say, it, it never will go away, and and oftentimes it may even increase over time. Yeah. It's like you're already getting some. Let, let's go back to the well and, and get some more. And I like all these water analogies, it, the information is dripped to you. Going back to the well, storm, storm drains. No, right? you're uh, absolutely right, and that was it. <laughs> we realized that that was a concern, and we wanted a true solution to drainage in our community. We don't want our residential and our businesses to flood uh, in, this, in the event of natural disasters. Uh, so it started a, a true education process and information gathering for the chamber as we looked at the overall impact this would have on our businesses. And then the challenge of trying to educate council on, on the impact it would have businesses. It was a 5-2 vote in favor to place this on the May ballot in August of that year. And I'm, I'm proud to report Brandon by uh, over a course of time in February of that year, we we changed that to a 7-0 vote nice. against the stormwater fee being placed on the May ballot and to move towards a bond study, which would lead to a, a community-wide bond, which would be a more comprehensive solution to drainage in our community yeah no, that's that's two big wins right there because yep. just by having it end up on a ballot you know to to be able to have you know propose for businesses to pay for this if you're not a business owner and you're like yeah let them pay for it you know it's off my plate 
it, it would, I could see it very easily passing that way, but to be able to shift it as a bond where everybody has buy-in in the community really is much more equitable way of approaching it anyway. Um, so as far as the, the bond process goes, did you guys go about educating the community about it? Because it was a big win with right. the bond. So what was that process like? Absolutely. So, you know, we, we over that, that first initial period, our ask to council was to, to postpone the stormwater fee and to do a bond study. Um, they, the, the bond study, what was nice about us being proactive in this public engagement is that the chamber, it was a closed committee of roughly 11 individuals and two of those people on that, uh, bond scope committee were appointed by the chamber of commerce. So we had a seat at the table, allowed us to share the impact on it. And over that, that bond study group, uh, came back with a little over a hundred million dollar stormwater bond, our largest bond package related to, uh, to drainage projects in our community. Um, the chamber came out, fully supported that package because um, bonds, those tax rate increases was smaller than the original stormwater fee and over a period of time would be paid off and would not be forever. Uh, and then on May 9th of this year, that bond uh, related to drainage passed with 65% voter approval in our community. Um, so uh, it was a, a great win. Uh, and allowed us to truly work with our public sector and, and live up to what we say. We wanted, our tagline is we're the voice of business. Well, we have to speak up for business. And we, it, it's comforting to know that when we were at council multiple times talking to them about this, the room was packed and it was business leaders in there. Some of them don't have a vote in our community because their business is here, but they live in another community. And that was um, humbling uh, but spoke volume for our credibility as a convener of individuals uh, throughout Paraland. Yeah, no, that is awesome. That visual of having <laughs> a room full of business owners saying, hey, this this matters to us. This is Absolutely. A big deal. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit into the other program that you guys submitted that work in Paraland. Um, you kind of gave a little bit of background on that, but it, Maybe go back to some of that origin of you see people, you know, leaving and going into Houston to, to work and, and things of that nature. How did how did that evolve to be the program that it is today? Absolutely. So our chamber, in partnership with our Economic Development Corporation, our higher ed partners, our workforce issues, um, did a comprehensive workforce strategy uh, during this input about what our workers were doing, what was taking place, a stat stood out to the chamber. And it was that 38,942 workers commute outside of our community every single day. So we're losing roughly 40,000 people. At the same time, we recognize our unemployment was less than 4%. So we have uh, low unemployment, but mass exodus of people going into the fourth largest city in the United States for work. And so we wanted to showcase careers and opportunities in our community. And it actually started with a business trying to convince the chamber to buy a massive billboard on a major highway to say, stop driving on your road, work in Pearland. And it sparked interest in our staff and our board and our leaders to say, how can we show folks to work in Pearland? So we started researching different platforms for job postings. It's Brandon, you know, I mean, you can turn on the radio or anything. There are 
lots and lots of companies out there that focus on job postings. And we wanted to find a way that we could do it differently in our community to be hyper-focused on jobs in Pearland. So that was the creation of Work in Pearland, which is a freestanding standalone website uh, that is um, a comprehensive job board and employer resource center. So what we mean by that is you can go there and see over 200 job postings at any given moment. But also, if you're an employer going there, we want you to come to the site because we can highlight resources that are beneficial to you. Grants, training opportunities, um, child care for your employees so they can know where we're going on. But even better, you can look at all the applicants that are on the site, all those job seekers that are on there, and you can engage with them. This is 24-7 metaverse ability to interact, schedule interviews, chat, share information all through a virtual platform all focused on Pearland and all absolutely free to businesses in our community. Because if we can move that needle and fill jobs, we can truly make an impact and see that large, almost 40,000 people start to work here locally. That's right. I like that. It's a two-sided part with the website. So you get the the job seekers, you know, with the job boards and they, they can put, you know, fill out applications and whatnot, but to be able to attract the employers there with these things, like you said, the grants and resources and everything for them. And then while they're in there, there's kind of that stickiness factor of let's see what else is in here, you know, resource wise, um, including, you know, workers, you know, staff. So I think the the billboard idea that, that is interesting with that, um, yeah, the origin there, it's like, yeah, that, that could be impressive. Like you don't need to convince anybody that a commute is terrible, right? <laughs> you can and that's what's great, Brain. I mean, you're so this the the platform we chose, what I remember when we were researching platforms, this one you go to, and it, it reminds you of a virtual trade show. I mean, that's what we have, we've okay. created an ongoing 24-7 virtual trade show. But what's great is when you log into the site, the first thing you see is the exterior of the conv- the virtual convention center, and there are billboards all over the place. And we were like, that is our platform that we're choosing uh, for this site. And you talked about commuting, and, and part of the, the conversation that we uncovered during our research is that the average commuter spends 45 minutes one way in their car. And so we dug into that. If you work locally, it's about 15 minutes. So that's 30 minutes both ways if you commute twice a day. We uncovered that that leads to about 240 hours a year that you spend commuting. And I can do math, but 30 divided by eight, that's 30 days a year, or 240 divided by eight. Uh, that's 30 uh, days you get back or uh, 10 full days. So 30 working days or 10 full days you get back by working and living in the same community. And, and that's part of our message to folks is like, Yes, you might want to spend time in your car. I don't. I want you working in Pearland at these great companies. And, and it, that's what it does. It's ongoing showcase of these great career opportunities for talented people. Yeah. Now, I love it when people are in cars listening to this podcast. But other than that, it's a, it's not a fun thing to have to commute a long commute like that. And um, so with the Work in Pearland website, I'm, I'm intrigued just because you said like there's a lot of companies out there that focus on and you know hiring needs right, right. And, and matching employees with employers so to be able to make this different and unique and targeted for Paralyn 
uh, what are some of those things that are really driving traffic to it that are getting that attention that are making it stand up and above what other sites might be out there? And because I imagine some of these job seekers are probably on, you know, some of these other sites as well, in addition to work in Pearland. But what makes it stand out, in your opinion? Yeah, a couple different things. You're absolutely, we're competing with major companies in recruiting. We're trying to showcase a job board when companies uh, out there are spending millions of dollars in marketing. Uh, what was neat for us, this is the first time that we've gotten into Google advertisements uh, and, and targeted that. So we're trying to be very uh, proactive, like our businesses are, and, and place ads. But you, back to your question, what makes this stand out is we're getting community-wide buy-in in this process. Our school districts, our cities, our elected officials are out there utilizing this message of workinparalyon.com. And because by getting their... Uh, involvement and it recognizing to make it success. We need our major employers and our major stakeholders to show it out. That's how it stands out. And we are seeing um, every month that this has been established, astonishing growth. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, over 200 jobs posted on the site at any given time. Uh, nearly a thousand applicants are already on the site looking for jobs interacting uh, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's our first, we've always had a job board. And I think that's, you know, you, what chambers can do. You've always had a job board. It's been a known as a member benefit. You can post your jobs on your website. We flipped that narrative and said, this is a community benefit. This isn't just for you to post your jobs. This is a community wide benefit to know that if you're looking for a career in our town, all the major companies are on it, all the major stakeholders you go to one place and find all of their jobs. But the second fold is it always the booths, the interactive side of it. You can learn about these companies. So you might not find a job with XYZ company right now, but you can learn about their culture, their benefits, their resources. And guess what? If you can interact with them and say, hey, I'm in your community now. When there's an opening that fits my skill set, I'd love to chat with you about more. Yeah. And I I just I pulled up work in parallel website while you're talking and and I see you've got you know, some of the major employers in your community that are sponsors of the website. And what a great way for them to get in front of these people who are job seekers to sponsor the website, be there front, you know, front and center and help make some of those connections. Absolutely. So, and, 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 you know, the chamber leadership, our board uh, through this process, as we live our mission to serve business, promote growth and empower our community, recognize that this is um it is, it is non-dues revenue for us. It is that we do have sponsors, as you mentioned, but we believe this is the lane we need to be in going forward. We need to be uh, the hub of information. We need to share this data that we have of careers and, and send that back out to our community because the, the, the success of this is, yes, we're interacting with our businesses. We're going to fill their jobs. But the, the majority of our audience is the community at large, an area that chambers traditionally don't get into unless it was a, a festival. This is our lane to say, this is why we exist. And we're here to help our businesses by showcasing those jobs. Right. I love it. Um, so you had mentioned kind of at the beginning of that part of the discussion that the, in Paraland, you had like a, a 4% unemployment rate. It may yes, be sir. too early now to be able to see 
the change. Like I know this is all pretty new, but yeah, it, it'd be interesting to follow that and see. You know, do you bring it down to one percent, or you know, how does it? Right, does and it that's the greatest. Yeah, that's the greatest thing about this 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 site is that the we're able to use metrics. We want to see that uh, percentage of unemployment continue to go down. We want to see the the next time we do a comprehensive study on commuting patterns that we want to see less folks commuting outside our thing. We want uh, our companies to continue to see applicants come from our local area. Um, we want to see continue to see people hired through our site and career or awareness of jobs in here. That's that's the approach. Is we have great companies. We're a, a large community uh, in the Houston area, and we need to showcase those jobs and get those individuals to live and work here, so that ultimately their quality of life goes up too. That's right. I love it. It's a great vision and you guys are executing very well. So great job. Um, as we start to wrap things up here, I like to see, you know, for those listeners who are out there uh, who are really interested in taking their chamber up to the next level, what tips or action items might you have to offer to help them in accomplishing that goal? Yeah, I, I, this whole journey for us, um, was very strategic. And I think too often people look at strategic planning, data um, as a as, as something that is scary or not what they should be doing. And I, I would encourage and say it should be required that if you don't have a strategic plan and a roadmap, uh, not staff that is truly, I would say not staff driven, staff should be driven on driving it. But that's that has community wide support that has your stakeholders in your community and your board involved. That will allow you to continue to be a catalyst in your community. And if we hadn't had a goal of two years ago to get 75 job postings on our website and to recognize then that it was working, but it wasn't meeting that need to modify that to look at third party sites. We wouldn't be having this conversation today, Brandon, about working parallel. And so get a get a strategic plan, get a roadmap so that you can uh, truly be a, a chamber that is moving in the right direction. Yeah, no, I think that that's so important. You need to know where you're going, right? You need to have goals, you need to be able to have that, that clear mission and vision. Um, as we look forward to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? I, I think chambers, I think engaging with the public sector is so important of the future. And it's not always advocacy. I think as you engage and truly work with the public, the community in your community, is that we have to recognize that we have to be involved with more than just what we And if we do that, you're going to uncover more opportunities for your chamber to be a problem solver because they're going to look at us for those those issues and ask us to step up and if it aligns with what our community needs and what our chamber needs that that's the future of where we do we saw that during the pandemic you you've had many podcasts talking about chambers stepping up in that area during the pandemic we build on that momentum continue to be the person, continue to be the trusted resource for information, truly, truly the trusted problem solver in community. And we want to say we do that, 
but you got to engage with the public sector, your elected officials, your community partners, your stakeholders to really make that happen. Absolutely. Now that's a, a great vision. And I like the idea of, of aligning your organization with those needs in your community. And, and I think that goes right along with your idea of, of having that strategic plan. And, and that, that needs to be part of it is being in alignment going forward. Um, well, Jim, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners out there who might want to reach out and connect and learn more about how you guys are doing things or maybe to do a little R&D with work in, in Pearland. Uh, what would be the best way for them to, to reach out and connect with you? Sure. Um, I'd always encourage people to go to their, our website, pearlandchamber.org, because you'll find under our staff section, my email uh, and my LinkedIn profile link, either ways to connect. But because uh, we're on a podcast and people can pause and, and make sure they write it down appropriately, it's jim.johnson at pearlandchamber.org. And Brandon, I always thank you at the beginning because you knew to say Pearland and not Pearl. And that those are what I know it's the sales call because they think we're the land of pearls. But like I said, we're the land of pears, asterisk, not really. Fruitless pears, right? Fruitless pears. There are a lot of those uh, fruitless pear trees here, the but I don't think that was the original idea with the message. That's right. That's right. So I'll get all that in our show notes for this episode. Makes it Perfect. even easier to, to find you and, and reach out and connect. But I uh, want to wish you and your team uh, first congratulations, but wish you guys best of luck as Chamber of the Year and uh, look forward to seeing the results in uh, about a month from now in Salt Lake. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brandon, for hosting me again. Thanks for bringing me back on. And uh Let's make sure it's not 210 episodes before the next time we do this together. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a Chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber podcast course today.